hi guys, welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast with your host Janine, where women come to be empowered, to be their authentic selves. We're going to talk about journey into self-love, self-healing, and so much more. But I have a special guest with me, Miss Tanya Taylor, who's going to come through. She's an author. She has some other degrees. She got some other stuff. And her story is so good. I had to do a little Instagram stalking. She'll admit to it. I uh, checked her out. I saw her book and I wanted to have her come to the podcast because I had some women when I did a survey of what did people want to hear on the podcast. And a few of the women was like, Janine, I really want to talk about grief. And I also want to talk about peeling back those layers of pain, but also using them into their purpose. So she definitely is going to come through and give us some wisdom nuggets on that. So without further ado, Miss Tanya Taylor, come on in and welcome to the Intentional Queen podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome everybody. I'm excited of what's to come. Yes. Y'all just missed the behind the scenes. I'm going to have to put a little clip out on that, but the <laughs> enemy has been trying to make this episode not happen for y'all, but me and Tanya was like, listen, we're going to make this happen. So I hope we at least got somebody out here who needs to hear this message that we can ready to share with you. Okay. So Miss Tanya, tell me your background, a little bit of your credentials. Tell the people a little bit about you. Sure. I am a mother, I am a wife, and I am a newfound author, which I'm really proud of. Um, The author part, I would have never thought that that would be on my resume or my bio, but it's just something that was definitely purposed for me to do. So I'm grateful to be on this journey to share it with others. I love that. I love that. Um, We talked before on behind the scenes. So tell us about your degree. You have some other degrees. You got a master's degree and some other stuff. So the author thing is like so new, but it's also good that you're a mom as well, because people don't think that sometimes you could be a mom and do so many other things. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. So I have a bachelor's when I graduated from high school, I went straight to college and got my bachelor's in English. And then later, what's interesting is I have a master's in uh, human resource management, my MSM, and I just recently got that in 2017. So on top of being a mother, like you said, and being a wife and trying to navigate that challenging, but very rewarding, it's very rewarding and which kind of segues into, or it tied into when I was, when I wrote my book. So it was very helpful. I love that because I think sometimes women need to see other women doing it, meaning like I did do being a mom, being a wife, having a healthy relationship, definitely trying to get your education. So I love that. I love that. So discuss with me why you became an author, a little bit about your personal story and a little (laughs) bit about the book. Sure. So my book is called uh, Purpose and Pain, The Journey is Necessary. And the book was definitely purpose out of a painful um, endeavor in my life that had happened. And actually it was from multiple traumatic experiences. Uh, I did not plan on writing a book. It was something that um, was told to me. Several people said, you know, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I never thought anything about it. Um, But later on, I was compelled to do so. I didn't even have a choice. I was compelled to write this book to get my thoughts, my tears, my journey out on paper so that it could definitely help others. Um, So the book is a little bit about just two different periods in my life. It talks about how I grew up um, briefly and just two different periods in my life 
suffering, just traumatic experiences, whether from death, um, just um, sickness and things of that nature and how I was able to endure, to overcome um, and just to deal with the different elements that comes through those experiences. So sometimes when life is all good, uh, it can throw you a curveball. And how do you handle that? Where do you go? How do you turn? Turn? Who do you turn to actually? And I just kind of took that experience and put it in my book so that hopefully it will bring hope to others and let them know that they are not alone and that they can get through and process all of that, all of that information and all of those feelings and uh, things of that nature that they can sustain that time, that storm. Wow. Listen, I was sitting here getting a little teary eyed because I know some of the behind the stories, but the overcoming, I love that. I talk about that a lot on the podcast about overcoming obstacles and also about storms because we know storms come and storms go. The Intentional Queen podcast was birthed. I, me and you both discussed, we're a little bit more on the private side. We don't like to be in the forefront, but people told me, Janine, you gotta, you gotta get your story out. You gotta, you gotta do this podcast. I was like, no, no, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm, And then I mm -hmm. felt compelled and here we are and we're out here, um, mentoring but we're also up there sharing the journey because we've been there and so we're showing people they're not alone so when you said that that just resonated so good with me because that's what people need to know they are not alone and that there are ways and things to do to seek and like you said who do you turn to when things um change because life can be good and then it throws you that cold ball and you like whoa what is this and how right. do you deal with it because most of the time we either stuff it like we're not going to deal with it or you go to the full depressive side or it just shows up in other ways. So I feel like this is definitely something that is a blessing. And I'm so happy and proud of you that you took that oh, step in leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes you. we need to hear that when we did it because it's nerve wracking. Right. And so right. I think that's awesome. Tell me a little bit how you think grief shows up in other ways or even the inspiration, like the path to the purpose. Why did you feel that needed to be done? Grief shows up in ways that we may not even think. So, of course, you know, there's the obvious, you know, um, you cry, you hurt, you scream. Some people not being able to process the grief. They may turn to, you know, drugs, alcoholism, things of that nature. So grief shows up in, in many, many ways. Um, it, there's also like a, a disenfranchised grief, meaning when people think grief, they think, okay, my mom died, my dad died, you know, my brother, my sibling died. But grief could also be the loss of a pet, the loss of a job. If you lose a limb, you know, think about veterans and when they come back from the war and different limbs uh, and things that they have loss, you, you grieve that because that's something that's been a part of you for so long. So there's, there's a certain type of grief there, but what's important is, uh, well, let me get back to what you said. How does it show up? Whether we overeat, whether it's anger, it's depression. We, the first thing you just want to withdraw when we should really run to that always amazed me. Why do we kind of go into a cocoon? Um, we, we want help. We, we want the love and support, but we don't want to be bothered all at the same time. It's really weird, but grief, you know, uh, people experience grief differently. So it all depends on what you're going through, but also grief. I want to say that in the midst of grief, so, you know, you're sad, 
you're mad, there's different stages to grief. There's depression. And they say five to seven stages of grief. You have to allow yourself and give yourself permission to grieve. Mm, that's good what right do- there, y'all. That's notes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's notes. Allow yourself to grieve. Sometimes we stuff it. We don't want to deal with it. That's good. You have to embrace what you are feeling in that moment. And that's the number one thing we do. Once the feeling comes up, no, I have to be strong. I can't deal with that right now, you know, or I don't want anyone to see I'm crying or I'm hurting. And it's a call for help. It's really a call for help. So you have to embrace what you're feeling in the moment. You don't have to be strong. Um, Strong, quote unquote, in the sense of feeling like you have to pack that away. That's not healthy. And when you don't grieve healthy, it leads to other adverse effects. So embrace what you're feeling, recognize it, actually welcome it in so that you can try to start to heal from it. I mean, when you was talking, I think with me being a nurse and everything, grief, like you said, it could be a pet, it could be a relationship, like just even those people are still alive. They're not dead, but it's the death of a relationship or multiple things. I mean, I was sitting here thinking, I'm just like, yeah, you know, grief means a lot. And also when I was in nursing school, we had the Kubler and uh, Kubler Ross, I might be messing her name up, but it was a theory. And she talked about those stages of grief. And that first one, is what you said. And the last one is acceptance, like just accepting what has happened, but it's a transition. And a lot of people don't even want to start the process. So I think, like you said, embrace that. And that word strong, that comes a lot in my personal background where strength was something that was key, but sometimes people can misrepresent that word strong and go in the cocoon and not embrace the help that people want to give them or people look at them like, well, they're so strong. I don't know how to help them. So be welcoming to the support. Absolutely. That strong word, it's so overrated. And, and actually we, we use it wrong when we think we're using it right. And you being strong is recognizing how you're feeling, identifying, and then wanting to help change or heal that that's the strength, but that, that, that strong word has been butchered in so many different ways. But once again, we, We only know what we know or we know what we're taught. So we think we're doing what's right when actually it's really hindering and hurting us sometimes. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. So that said ways into our next question, because I had another queen reach out to me. She wanted to talk a little bit about generational curses or just generational um, concerns or things that lead, like you said, into how you were taught and why we respond or why we do the things that we do and how we can put a pause there and change and do something new. So talk to me a little bit about like generational stuff and how we can kind of break that mold if we need to. You know, I think first with generational, you have to first see the pattern that's, Mm -hmm. you know, hence generational. So if you can recognize the pattern, um, my grandmama did it, my mama did it, you know, now I'm doing it. Once you can recognize the pattern, you have to acknowledge it's there. And then once again, want to change it. What may have worked for my great, great grandmother in the time that she was Uh, here on this earth may not work for our generation at this time. And it's okay. Guess what? It's okay. Mm, Change. Okay. Y'all evolve, 
Right. It really is okay. We change, we evolve, we do things differently. And sometimes it doesn't take out the base or the foundation, but you have to roll with the time as it's changing. And so something generational, if it was adverse or it's not healthy, we need to change it. And so many times I can only pour into you what was poured into me. And sometimes our parents can only give us what they got. Mm-hmm. So they were doing the best that they can, that they could. And they think that that was right. And it may have been right, but it could have been tweaked or better. And sometimes it was just dead wrong. And so those things that are just dead wrong and like, I don't want to raise my children that way. Those curses, you cannot allow it into um, your daily activity or how you, how you teach, how you mentor, how you self-love, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to change those things. So my mother or parents may have loved me in a certain way and okay, that may have worked. But now I want to show my daughter something different. You know, I grew up in a generation of why did you do, you know, mom, well, why'd you do that? Because I said so, you know, Mm -hmm. with no meaning, no explanation. And if we question it, it was shown as being disrespectful, but we're not being disrespectful. We're just um, curious to, to, for them to elaborate on what it is that they're doing or saying. So you want to first recognize that there is a generational curse and then want to change it and be okay with saying it stops here. That does not work for myself at this time and, and move forward. Oh, that's so good. I hope y'all took notes on that. And like I said, this is for a special queen that requested us to dig into that. So I think that's so good. Next thing that I was thinking, so the book without digging in, because I'm going to want people to go out and get your book. But one of the things you talk about is how the death of a, of a loved one, and then you had a relationship that, you know, you were in, and then it didn't, life didn't allow it to happen the way you wanted it to happen. I'm trying to find those words. (laughs) And then you found your new you, like you just like blossom. I I think of a lotus, like sometimes lotus flowers are the prettiest flowers, but they come through the mud. And that's Mm. how they, that's how they persevere. That is why they are resilient. They come through. And I feel like when I look at you and when I got to hear your story, like I said, it was, it had me a little teary eyed. Um, it helped me know that you can come through the mud now and be out there looking like a lotus and just beautiful. And that something new will come back into your life and you can blossom like you're a mom and you're doing all these things, even though you had all those things in between, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I want the Queens to really understand that it definitely, she went through some pain and I I don't know. I'm just kind of lost for words because I'm trying not to get emotional here on the podcast because it just gave me hope. You gave me hope Mm -hmm. just even in that conversation. So what kind of like hope things can you give people who are in that turning phase of it's really bad looking and I'm trying to hope for this future. I don't want to go inside myself. I'm trying to accept this help. What can you do to help them to turn the corner? Well, to whom much is given, much is required. And I have to say, it was my faith that gave me the most hope. It was my faith that honestly got me through. Um, During this process, I did not recognize what was on the inside of me until I had to pull it out. So sometimes 
if, if I'm always living on the, on the high horse or the high hill, there's no type of challenge. There's no type of growth because everything is so easy. And sometimes in life, when, when you have lemons in your life, it's not to uh, try and destroy you, but it's to make you grow. It's for you to evolve. It's for you to see other facets of who you are. And so earlier on, you were stating how, you know, we're, we're both background people. I'm good in the background. I will, you know, do your hair, put your makeup on, look, have you looking fly as all get out and push you out there. And I'm good. Like, yes, you did it. Go girl. I'm good with that. But um, apparently it wasn't enough. And I needed to, I needed to come to the forefront because apparently there were things on the inside of me that others needed. I just had to recognize that it was worth something. Come on. And so snaps girl, come (laughs) on now. Yes. In the interim in reference to the hope. So as I'm going through my journey, as I'm experiencing death, you know, people may say, oh, well, you know, it's a part of life. People you, you live and you die. But at the same time, where I, where I am, I'm a homebody. I'm close to my parents. Um, in the book, I moved away. And I had to be disconnected from my, from my safety net, right? My friends, my family, my normal everyday life, what my routine, what I was used to. I had to be stripped away from all of that to grow. I had to be stripped away. Hindsight, looking back, this is what I've learned after the fact. And I had to be stripped away um, to experience these traumatic, uncomfortable uh, chapters in my life so that it could bring out the best in me. So I would know who I am, what I'm capable of, and that it's important. Because for a long time, I never really felt like I mattered what I had to say really mattered, or I never felt like I know I matter, but I never knew the impact that it would have on people. And that was honestly, in the last five years, I've just been realizing it, that I I impact people. You know, we all impact people, whether it's positive or negative, but you have some type of impact. I never knew the capacity of my life or what I said impacted people. And even though people may say, oh, you know, they, they may acknowledge it and say how you impacted their life. I still really didn't get the just, the depth of it. So my experience, I, I do know for a fact that my experience um, through my faith had to come to the forefront. And that's what prompted me to write the book because it's none of me. I would, would have never written a book, but I got to a point in my life And God was like, you need to write a book. And I'm like, okay, I will write it. And that's the only reason why I'm writing it. Not for recognition for myself, like only because you said write it. Now, wherever it goes, wherever it takes me, that's all on you. But I will do what you told me to do. So there was a point in my life, I was compelled. I was scared not to write the book because I knew I had to write the book. And actually the book is just a snapshot. It's a snippet to my next book. In the middle of writing the first book, I already knew there was a second book coming. And so because of that, because that's not normally me, you know, how my thought process, I knew it was something greater than me. 
So I had to move self out the way and just be obedient to what it is I needed to do. So having hope or trying to turn that corner, if little old me can do it, (laughs) you know, I just feel like anybody can do it. I want to say to the Queens, get around people who will encourage you, who will listen to you, who, even if they don't agree, they understand your perspective and where you're coming from and who will support you in what you're doing, who will hold up your hands and arms when you can't hold them up yourself. That's the circle that you need because that's what will get you through, including with all of that with your faith, because it's, it's a, it's a strong force. You, you cannot do it alone, but you can do it and you have to just tap in just tap into whether it's a song, whether if you're a believer, a word, a scripture, tap into something that you can draw strength from to hold you up while you're going through a transition phase, whether you're going through a journey, whether regardless of what it is that you're doing, you have to make sure that your circle is tight. And even if your circle consists of one, it's still a circle, <laughs> you know, so grab a hold of something, someone, um, and, and just disconnect yourself from the naysayers, disconnect yourself from the negativity. Um, we all have opinions, but just really try and hone in on what is your gut telling you what's good for you. And you can definitely get through anything. You can get through anything, but I, I truly believe it has to be something higher than yourself because we're just human and you, you can't do it alone. There's different elements and things that you need to, to make that journey. Like you need, if you're riding a horse, you need the horse to get on. So, you know, Mm, that's I mean, my I'm sitting here taking my own notes, Queen. So I hope you all taking some notes. But when you were speaking, it definitely resonated with um, I did an episode on patience and waiting and the law of attraction, but I talked about the queen tribe and I talked about the tree and I talked about leaves and branches and roots. And I heard that from TD Jakes and also from Tyler Perry, because it talks about the roots are in the ground. That's your tribe. That's who's going to be there and water you. You have um, branches and leaves. Those are the supporting team, but you don't want them to be the naysayers. You need positive people to help you to gravitate into your purpose. My grounding scripture, when you said sometimes you got to get an affirmation, girl, Matthew 6 33 seek God first I got t-shirts I got it all over my house that was one of my grounding scriptures when I was pruned cocooned and going through my crushing and I think that that's so important that you have to lean on your faith and know you don't need to do it by yourself but it starts from within and that you need to start seeking God and then getting that team together or getting that tribe together But I also have one more thing when you said it's greater than you, when the book is greater than you, I feel like this podcast is greater than me. A couple of my friends and family members reached out and said, Janine, this podcast is greater than you. I was like, well, I'm not doing it. So I sound like you when you first started your first book. I was like, no, no. And I fought it. And then as soon as I started to get into it and then people started jumping in and saying, mean, I need this. I said, this is greater than me. So I feel like you definitely um, relate to what this process is and the purpose of us having this discussion today. And so before we really like close it out, I want you to talk about successful grief and the takeaway points of successful grief, because that was something that was important to you that you wanted to share. Okay. So 
first, before I do that, let me just go back to grief. I just wanted to reiterate, um, give yourself permission to embrace what you're feeling in the moment. So often, you know, we try to be strong when you really don't have to be. I think that's just something that you're taught. And so we do it. But you don't have to be. Also, don't allow others to determine your timeline and how long you grieve. Grief is different for everybody. It, you know, for you, it could take a year. For me, it could take two years. As long as it does not take a lifetime, okay? In a healthy way. Don't allow people to determine how long. We try and put a time frame on it. And there is no time frame on grief. A lot of people will say, get over it or move on. But you know what? That's more so because they're uncomfortable, not because you're grieving. It makes them uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So they think they, that you should just get over it. And that's not the way to go. Um, also, there's no book that determines um, how you grieve or the time frame that you grieve or moving on, moving on. If you've grieved and you're at peace, moving on in your life, that's another thing. People might say, she moved on too quickly or he's taking too long to move on. You know, don't allow people to put their thought process or their opinion on you because it just kind of holds you bondage. And once again, everyone grieves differently. So um, we have to be effective when we do that. Be realistic, use wisdom and consult God. Consult God in all that you do. And when you do that, you will be, even though when you're grieving and it hurts and it's painful, you can really be at peace when all hell is breaking loose. You really can be. You can see what's going around, what's going on around you, but it may not impact you adversely because you're kind of in that um, holding pattern and that in the safety of, of God really to protect you from that, even though you have to be privy and see what's going on, because there's a lesson in everything. The, the characteristics of a successful grief or, or resolution and grieving, accept the loss. First, accept the loss, accept the reality of the loss. The quicker that you accepted, the quicker that you accept it, excuse me, is the faster that you can start healing. So accept that loss, experience the, the grief and the emotion. So many times we know we're grieving, but we won't embrace that emotion because it's too painful. Um, I don't want to think about it. We rather, once again, pack it away as opposed to just dealing with it, right? Yes, Um, I so agree, yes. Adjust to that new environment without the person or without the situation, whatever your grief is, whatever caused your grief, adjust to that new environment. I call it the new norm. That will be my new norm now. No different than, well, it, it could be different, but I'm just using this as an example with COVID. We never seen this coming you know, and it, it still hasn't went anywhere. So what is the new norm? How do I navigate through this right now? It may not be like, or I may not be able to do the things that I used to do as easily, but I can still do some things. So how do I navigate in my new norm? And, you know, withdrawing emotion or energy, reinvest that emotion and energy differently. 
So when we talk about grief, it's okay to cry. It's okay to kick. It's okay to scream. Um, you definitely have to embrace it because sometimes it comes in, mo- it comes in like, um, what am I trying to say? In different moments, in waves, you don't yeah. see waves. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. You don't even see it coming. Sometimes there's little things that could trigger it that you wouldn't even think that would normally trigger it. But when it does recognize it, just know that's what it is. You're grieving that person. You know, you're grieving. I was telling a friend, my um, mother had passed away in 2014 and I was telling her that um, slow songs reminded me of my mom. And I didn't even know why it didn't before prior, but um, it just did. And so I'm like, okay, I'm turning the radio off. I can't listen to this. So just, just recognize what is triggering that. But then once again, once you recognize and come to grips in terms with what you're going through, take that energy and say, how can I reinvest that energy into something positive so that now as I'm missing my mother, I'm not always mourning, but I am celebrating. I am remembering the good things. I can even laugh and chuckle about some of the silly things to be able to start that healing process and to to just kind of grieve in the healthy realm of grieving. That's so good. I'm up here taking my notes, Queens. I hope y'all are too. We invest <laughs> that energy. I think that was so good right there. We invest that energy, do something positive and celebrate the good times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't apologize. Invest in you and don't apologize for it. If, if I can't take care of me, I can't take care of anybody else. I have nothing to deposit into anybody else. So you have to really whether you have to get counseling, therapy, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter how long it takes because we're always trying to better ourselves. So if you're trying to become your authentic self, the best you that you can be, sometimes we need counseling. Once again, back to generational curses, that's a stigma, right? We don't do that, but that's, that is the best thing that you could ever do. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, in my book, when I was going through one of my challenging times, I had came home and uh, I I had lived out of the state. I moved back home and I was just so angry, so angry, didn't even know why I was so angry. And that's not my character. That's not normally me. And when I realized what what it was, I told my friend, I said, I need help and I need you to get it right now. Like today is too late. I need it now because I, I think I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Never had one before, but I think I'm about to know what it feels like. I said, so if you don't get me some help, something's about to go down. And so when I went to therapy, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, it's just so liberating we have our preconceived notions of what we think it will be. Well, why do I want to pay my money to them? And I can talk to anybody and have anyone listen. No, it's just, a, it's a process. It's therapeutic. You need to be able to pour all of out what's in you to be able to then, you know, scatter those pieces and start putting the pieces of the, of the puzzle back together. So whether you need to get counseling, do that, do that because grief is real it will take you up out of here. 
if you let it. And so say that um, one more time for the Queens. They need to hear that. Grief is real and it will take you up out of here if you let it in several different ways. And even some in some ways that we don't recognize as um, being the obvious, obvious way or how what it is that we equate to grief. Behaving in manners in which you did not do before, but you're it's a cry for help. So we just need to be sensitive of that and let uh, make sure that you don't let others rush you through your grieving process, but just make sure that it's in a time frame that's healthy, because if it is for too long, you need help. You need help to grieve. I'm giving you two snaps over here. I mean, it's a sensitive topic. Like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you talking about the stigma of uh counseling and therapy it is therapeutic I mean I had my own therapy journey for my own stuff and I feel like it was a game changer actually that's how I was able to do the podcast my therapist was the one that said you need to do something and you need to manifest this because you got some stuff to tell I was like no I don't do that but look at how we are now here. You're doing your second book. Like, you know, this for me is growing and I'm getting people on here. I'm not even just speaking with myself. I'm trying to find like-minded people to come and give the queen something that they're asking for. So you definitely gave us some tips on how to invest in ourselves, how to seek help, really how to grieve healthy. And really the biggest thing I took with that is time frame. So many people push the time on you and then you start getting frustrated with yourself if you feel like you didn't meet that goal. And so whatever time it needs to take to do it, you do it. But like you said, not a lifetime, but let's do it. Let's start, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So if is there anything else you want to share before I go ahead and have people uh, know how to contact you? Anything else you wanted to share with the Queens? You know, just just be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest at where you are. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be ashamed. Um, we are so bamboozled and fooled and deceived just by different things that people say and do that really isn't truth. So whether, you know, grieving, um, loss of a relationships, just anything in life, just be yourself, be yourself try and look at it with different lenses so you can start somewhere. When we look through our lens, we're only used to what we're used to. Go think outside of the box, jump outside of the box, step out on faith. There is more out there to life that will help us through any challenge or trial that we have other than the only of the things that we know or the information that that we have. So just be mindful of that. Don't be ashamed and um, just grow, just grow, grow, grow and be your best self. Grow girls and be your best self. So now I'm just going to have Miss Tanya go ahead and tell us her contact information. How can we get in touch with you? How can we get your book, run all your stuff down so we can reach out to you? Okay, so my book is on Amazon. If you just go on Amazon and type in Tanya Taylor or Purpose and Pain, my book should pop up. Um, my book is also, I'm on Facebook, Tanya Taylor. I'm on um, Instagram, Tan Page, T-A-N-P-A-I-G-E-1-7. On Instagram, my link is in the bio. Click on the link and it will go to my webpage and they can get the book there. It is a link tree link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash purpose in pain. And you can do that if you just um, Google it 
or go on the website, I mean, and you can get the book that way as well. Oh, listen, y'all. And I'll make sure in the show notes because I do follow her on Instagram and I also will get that link tree information. I'm going to put it in the show notes. We'll make sure to put out some tips. Remember, if you want to get the show notes, guys, go to www.intentionalqueenjourney.com. You'll see my picture of my podcast pop up, which will take you to my landing page. It'll say, listen to Intentional Queen Podcast. If you click there, that is the show notes under my um, streaming website that has all my podcast episodes there. But remember, this podcast is uh, streaming on all websites. So you got Apple Podcasts, you got Spotify, you have Google Podcasts. You can just Google Intentional Queen Podcast and find it, but I'll make sure to have her information on there so you can click it as a hyperlink and get right to her info. We are so blessed to have you on here. Um, You definitely reach a topic that's sensitive to people that a lot of people deal with personally, but they don't like to share it outward. And so I think helping people or at least pointing them in the right direction on where they can go and also be an example of how you can overcome and be that lotus flower that you are. And I'm just blessed that we were able to make this happen because listen, the enemy was trying to uh, prevent us from having this happen (laughs) and we was determined and we came through. So I am so happy to have you and we're going to tell the Queens bye-bye and we're going to see them in two weeks. Okay. We'll close out. So thank you guys for listening to that episode with Miss Tanya. Taylor. Her book is called Purpose in Pain. Make sure to follow her on social media and follow me at Intentional Queen Journey. She did say her name was T-A-N page P-A-I-G-E 17 or a slash. I will have that information in the show notes for you. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you uh, send this to someone who needs to hear this message because grief is so important and we try and break the stigma out there in the streets. So pass it along. Make sure you listen. We're here every two weeks. Make sure you level up your IQ to a better you because we are just trying to become better out here and not bitter, okay? And as I said, snapshot a photo of you listening to the podcast. Go ahead and give me a review on Apple Podcasts because when you do that, it makes the reach go further for the women. And I just want to make sure that I'm just getting the word out and I can't get the word out without you guys. So I need you guys just as much as you need me. You pour into me just like I'm pouring into you. And I just want to just create the community that we need. So Have a blessed week, guys. I see you in two weeks. Make sure to send me something. Let me know if you really like this episode and if it was important because this was particularly for two or three queens that asked for this. So I pray that this blessed them in the way. And bye-bye. See ya.